Division preview season rolls on. All 32 teams now have reported to camp. It's the Back Judge Podcast. I'm here with Lee and Tommy Murray. Today we're breaking down the NFC East. Uh, we just did the AFC and NFC West, so we're jumping coasts to uh, where Lee is right now in the great state of uh, New York. Yes, sir. I'm on... Uh... I'm on New York soil, so maybe that'll give me a little more insight to the kind of what the beat is in this in this area of this fine country. NFC East, famously one of the more uh, always one of the more contentious podcasts, it seems like. Although I think Tommy this year, you're a little sour on the Cowboys because of the fat man. Um, but always, always is a fun episode when we start breaking down the uh, NFC East. Um, any uh, any important offseason notes? Do you guys think? What do you I mean, obviously, we got Dabble going to the Giants. That was a big one. Wentz going to the the Commanders. Yeah, I think the uh, the Eagles uh, are have an unbelievable roster right now. I guess you could say, and are talking talking off season news, Tommy. Any off season nuggets? Or yeah, well, they, I think the teams. Eagles had the had probably made a lot of the, the biggest noise in the division okay, in the off season. Gotcha. And uh, gotcha. if you believe in their quarterback, AJ Brown would probably yeah, be uh, AJ Brown. Yeah, that's like true. One of the bigger Brown, headlines. Um, AJ Brown, the the Eagles draft. I'm sure we'll get into it, but yeah, there's a lot of change in this uh, in this division. So let's let's get to it. Let's get to it. Kelvin Joseph was associated with the murder, I think, but I think it maybe maybe he's clear. <laughs> he just got clear from. Hey, he's, he's 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 slotted as a starter on the depth chart, so <laughs> I think he's okay. Those were loose associations. Um, starting with the Giants. It's a new era. Joe Judge is gone. Lee's boy, Joe Judge. Yes, sir. Uh, out of the building. R.I.P. Brian Brian Dable enters. Um, a, B, a BJP darling ever since um, Daniel Kelly awoken dust yep. to um, to the mastermind to the man the prowess the, the, the prowess of the, yep Brian Dable. I'm pretty sure I, I can't remember the name of the GM off the top of my head, but it's it's a Bills. It's a Joe Bills, Schoen. Uh, organization. Joe Schoen, yes. It's there's a, it's I'm, a Bills again I'm in New York over there. I'm I'm boots on the ground. Yes. So this this kind of this kind of stuff comes it blows in the wind. The draft too, man, getting Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau, two guys who were talked about as the first overall pick basically until like the combine. Um was was pretty uh, amazing for them. I felt like at least getting that at five and seven. So you know, I think there's some some holes in this team. I don't really know what Daniel Jones. None of us were really big Daniel Jones guys. Um, this will definitely be the best situation he's been in so far. Um, but again, this is like his what third offense in four seasons. Um, so we'll see. This this team. I think there's some crazy stat with the Bills, or excuse me, geez, with the Giants that last year they spent. Um, the most on like wide receivers and like they had like no production from them. Like it was some crazy thing about how, how no, none of their receivers really produced Kenny Galladay, no touchdowns. Um, Lee, I guess, where do you feel about the the state of this rebuild? Um, it's a rebuild. It's year one of the rebuild. 
Um, I'm not, you know, Daniel Jones isn't great. Um, I don't think he's terrible, but I almost feel like we're in, in a little bit of a Sam Darnold situation where he's just kind of like been worn down in the first few years of his career, and I think his confidence is probably pretty low. Um, I can almost, I can fairly confidently say that this is, like you said, Clep, the best situation he's been in. Um, I really like what they did in the draft. The ability to bring Evan Neal in and not force him to play left tackle because you already have Andrew Thomas there, I think is an awesome uh, spot to be in for the Giants. They've got two good young tackles now. Um, I like the way their offensive line is looking. I think Saquon Barkley, I mean, uh, I've been saying it for a while. I've kind of looked stupid at this point now, saying that he's the best player in the NFL multiple times. I still kind of feel that way when he's healthy. He's not even come close to proving that. I think if he can get 17 games in this year, he can prove that, um, especially in a Brian Dable offense. I think he's going to be extremely productive if he can stay healthy. It is a big if. Um, I really don't like the receiver room. I mean, it's it's a major problem. It's banged up uh, between Sterling Shepard. I don't really know what's going on with Kadarius Tony. When he's healthy, he's a good player. There seems to be some off-the-field stuff. I think he's, like, on the pup. I don't really know what the situation is. I know, I know he's not practicing with the ones, which is a little bit concerning. Um, Kenny Galladay, I think, you know, we, we, we've given our opinions about him. I think Stafford made him that money. He's, he's a solid receiver, but he's not great. And then Wandale Robinson was a pretty explosive player in college. I don't know if that's going to translate to the NFL. He seems to be the guy that uh, the coaching staff really likes so far. Um, I really like this defense, I'll be honest. Uh, bringing in Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari is a guy who we kind of saw take some steps last year. Um, I love Xavier McKinney. I think he really came on last year at the safety position. He's a ball hawk. He's a playmaker. There's definitely some pieces on this defense. And then bringing in Wink Martindale, who's kind of like a traditional um, forward-thinking defensive mind to be the defensive coordinator after spending so many years in Baltimore and experiencing some high-level success there. Um, I think it's an exciting young roster, but I do want to remind Giants Nation that this is a rebuild. It is year one. I don't expect this team to be competing for the division. Um I think that it would require Daniel Jones to play at a higher level than he's capable of playing in order for them to compete for the division. I don't necessarily think that it's impossible, but I think the expectation should be somewhere in the ballpark of, of seven wins this year uh, for this roster uh, in this division. Yeah, um, I mean, Clip, you, you teed up at the beginning of the episode how this has been a contentious uh, contentious division in, in, in uh, previews past, and Really, I don't really think that has much to do with the Cowboys. I think it has to do with the Giants and uh, the formal, the formerly known Washington Redskins, mostly with with me taking Washington's side of the uh, division and Lee taking the Giants. But I think uh, that trend might come to a, a crashing halt um, now because I this is the most I've been on board with the Giants, I think, since the um, podcast has been incepted and since the backstage has, has been thriving. Um I we all have been Dable fans for at least two years. Uh, Lee kind of teed up the coaching staff, bringing in Wink Martindale. I think this is, um, you know, as a as a Cowboys fan, this kind of I, I'm kind of I don't want to say I'm scared of the Giants, but I think that this is a team that I think for sure, if a couple things go their way, can compete for the division because it is a weak division, and because I mean, after seeing what the Eagles did last year. Um, I don't really think that I'm just going to, 
I mean, what the Eagles did last year when I had their under, it was kind of the same thing. New first-year coach, Jalen Hurts is a quarterback that I don't really uh, put a lot of faith in. Young receiving core, some, you know, a little bit scrappy on defense. And I think that the Giants are a team where I have a lot more faith in Dable as a head coach. Now, I could be wrong about that. Um, and Daniel Jones is, yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, but he's been in awful situations before. Um I feel like a guy like Brian Dable could potentially get the most out of him. And uh, I've seen people make the argument for Dable Coach of the Year, uh, the Giants to win the division. I mean, all the kind of Giants love that you could want, and and I see it. Um, The receiving core, I think, is not perfect, but this is a receiving core that I think if they all stay healthy, um, which is a big if, is, is not, you know, Kenny Galladay, I think, is now, I don't want to say he's underrated, but I think Kenny Galladay is still a good player because he's, he's a number two receiver. Yeah, he's overpaid. Yeah, we all thought that that contract was ridiculous. We had kind of boots on the ground with him and Stafford. Um, he's a guy who doesn't really separate, but I still think, you know, should should bounce back this year. I mean, you guys know I think Adarius Tony is a stud. I think he, legit in terms of elusiveness, elusiveness, is kind of a one-on-one in the NFL. And I think if anyone... What's the deal with him, though? Is he... I mean, he's playing. He's in practicing in training camp right now. I don't necessarily okay. know. At least, I. I mean, I'm not saying that he's wrong, but I. I just saw. Of course, you're getting these little gold nuggets. I just saw Kadarius Tony one-handed, uh, training camp touchdown over uh, Aaron Robinson on day one. So I don't. I believe he is playing. Um, he, but but I do think health with him. Like he's a guy who. Um, I think it would be awesome if he could get 16, 17 games out of him this year. But he's a guy who's a little bit slighter of of build and. Had a bunch of kind of soft tissue injuries last year. But if he's healthy and fired up, I think he's due for a breakout season this year. Um, and then, you know, the Brandon Wandell Robinson, Sterling Shepard, like I still think they have some Darius Slayton, obviously. They have some like nice depth. Obviously, it could use some work. Um, and you guys teed it up. I mean, we talked about Evan Neal back in the mock draft, man. I, I was saying Evan Neal's going to the Giants. Now, I thought it was going to be at five. I didn't think it was going to be at seven. But. Lee brought it up. He's a seamless fit at right tackle, played both right and left at Alabama. And um, I really like the idea of, obviously, I'm not, you know, it's there should be some growing pains there. But uh, I think this team is kind of trending in the right direction. And maybe I'm setting the, the ceiling a little bit too high for them. But I do think that kind of I agree with Lee that seven, eight wins. Um, I like the Giants' win total over this year. I think this is a team that we're going to start to see take those steps in year one I think this is a team that a year from now we're probably going to be hyping up um, just because of what we've seen out of their coaching staff what we've seen from their skill position players um, after the first year and it'll put them in an interesting situation with Daniel Jones going into what I guess would be his fifth year option um, next year and yeah and Lee mentioned some guys on the defense I mean Dexter Lawrence Aziz Ojolari Leonard Williams is still a really good player Kayvon Thibodeau Finally gives Blake them. Martinez. Yeah, Blake Martinez. Can't forget Xavier McKinney. So revenge year for a, Blake Martinez. He's injured last year too, so he's probably got he's got a chip. Yeah. He's got a chip the size of uh, Manhattan on his shoulder. <laughs> he's, gonna, he's ready yeah. to. Uh, Tommy, Tommy, your Tommy win totals. What is the win total? The win total of for the New York Giants is Fox, but we're looking at a six and a half over minus wow. one thirty three under plus one ten. Um, wow, juice to the under. Just the other—that makes sense because I've seen it at seven. I want to say or seven and a half even. Um, that seems kind of high, guys. 
Yeah, I guess I guess it does a little bit. I, I mean, don't know, seven and ten. I'm looking at the their, Giants. They're out of conference. Uh, you got Titans. Yeah, Titans, yeah, Panthers, most, yeah. Bears, Packers, Ravens, Jaguars, Seahawks, Texans, Lions. Tommy, you keep saying out of conference, and you mean out of division. Yes, so out of division. Let's, let's clean that up. We're gonna clean that up. Colts, uh, Colts, Vikings. Uh, you know, so. Yeah, a lot of two, winnable two, games. Two strikes and you're out in the Packers podcast. Yep, two two strikes and you're out. I mean, so if that, we're so gonna start, if we're gonna start calling strikes with with miss, uh, you know, people misspeaking, then I think we're gonna have some issues on the podcast because <laughs> people are, are taking missteps every. Whether it's Lee Let's saying the guy was drafted, I mean, don't get me started on how many times you guys mess up what year and what pick at the draft was, okay? And you All get right, me. Let's good. let's go to the Commanders. Let's go to the Commanders. Um. The now Commanders. I think this is the this is the first year of the Commanders, right? They've been football team for two years. Yes. Yeah. Oh, whatever. It's it's a it's a it's a fine name. No, it's not. <laughs> they should have done like the whatever the the hog one. I like the Wild Hogs, Washington Wild Hogs. Red tails. That was, the red tails. Yeah. Red tails. All right. Or that. Um, anyways, Lee, I was looking at this uh, roster. I think it's not quite Bears level, but um, this offensive line might be bottom five in the NFL. I don't know. It, it, they lost Brandon Scherf this offseason. I mean, I was, a, I was a Cosme guy coming out of school, but oh boy. Um, offensive line looks tough. Outside of that, though, I think the receiver room... Is interesting. Um, you know, Curtis Samuel was hurt all of last year. Bringing in a guy like Jahan Dotson, who was really solid at Penn State. Obviously, Scary Terry still in the building. Um, probably top 10, top 15 receiver in the NFL. Um, got my boy Deami Brown. He's going to have a great breakout year uh, this year. And um, the thing I'm really looking for with Washington, I mean, I'm not super high on them. Um mainly because of the quarterback situation. But the the defense last year uh, was disappointing. Um, obviously, some of that came from the, the injury to Chase Young, but their secondary wasn't as good as I thought it would be um, with, you know, signing guys like William Jackson. Um, you know, the defensive line was was, was pretty, pretty much as advertised, but the, the rest of the defense kind of struggled, um, even though they've got some big names on this team. Jamin Davis uh, did not have a good rookie year. Um, I think they're they're trying to see if maybe this second year things can kind of click for him, but that is looking like another one of those first-round off-the-ball linebacker picks that may have not been worth it. Um, so I think this team is, is somewhat interesting. They're, they're kind of in a weird spot where almost – it kind of reminds me of, of Seattle – Right where where some of the roster pieces are in place, and you kind of have a veteran coach, and you know that the they're not trying to, you know, they're not they don't think of themselves as a rebuilding team, but compared to some of the other, you know, rosters, and even just in the NFC, um, I think there's teams that are a lot more well rounded than than the Commanders are, and especially when you look at the quarterback situation, I mean, I'm not gonna be. Um, holding my breath on Carson Wentz uh, anytime soon anymore. He, you know, I was a fan of his coming out of the draft and in his first couple of years in Philly, and I thought he would kind of get it turned around in Indy. But it's like 
if it's not going to work out in Indy, like why is it going to work out here uh, in in um, in Washington? Kind of seemed like Indianapolis was the the perfect place for him. Uh, you know, they they drafted Sam Howell in the fifth round. It's kind of funny because my pre-draft comp for him was Taylor Heineke. Um, you know, not sure. Maybe if they, you know, maybe Sam Howell flashes a little bit. I mean, I think Carson Wentz is going to start, but you know, maybe if things go sour, you might might try and throw him out there. But I think this is a team, you know, maybe with as Tommy likes to say, with a little bit of a floor, just because of you know the defensive line and the weapons they have at receiver and Antonio Gibson. But I think between the offensive line and, and the quarterback, um, I, I can't see this team making the playoffs. Yeah, um, I tend to agree. I think this team has the lowest ceiling in the division. Um, I think I would say the Giants have have a higher ceiling than them. Yeah, I like. I kind of agree with what you were saying, Adam. Um, in theory, but I mean, man, it's just going to be hard for me to go to bat with with Wentz. Um, I think that Chase Young's going to have a bounce back year. Uh, his sack prop is at seven and a half. I think that's a good look for the over. Uh, obviously I was on his over last year, eight and a half, and he would, was not on track for it even before he, he tore his ACL, but I think he's a generational talent and I think he's going to bounce back. But yeah, like, I mean, yeah, maybe this team could have some, some fun looks on offense with Wentz just bombing it to Terry, Jahan, Curtis Samuel, Deami Brown. Like they have, they have a nice receiving core. Logan Thomas has been a serviceable tight end, but you mentioned the offensive line just looks absolutely brutal. Um, and then, I don't know, like, I feel like they don't really like Antonio Gibson that much. Like, the fact they drafted Brian Robinson, like, Brian Robinson's a really good running back, really solid all-around running back, um, has been in Alabama for at least the past three years, and they drafted him in the third round, same draft capital as Antonio Gibson, and I think is probably a better pure running back than Antonio Gibson, and it seems like they haven't really, they haven't, put Antonio Gibson in that role that at least the fantasy community has wanted him to be in as this kind of uh, poor man's uh, Christian McCaffrey. Um, and it seems, you know, so yeah, they, they, I feel like there's, I feel like Brown Robinson could be the starting running back by the end of the year. Um, and then their defense, I think, has some nice pieces. But again, after last year, like they probably should be a little bit better. But even then, like, you talked about the secondary after William Jackson is is eh. Cameron Curl has been a nice nice player, I guess, as a seventh round pick. But they're really just going to need that defensive line to to get back to that twenty twenty form for them to, you know, I think uh, really like have the ceiling that to to really compete for this division and compete in a, in a weaker NFC conference. So yeah, overall, I'm low on the 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 football team, the the Commanders. They have a win total of seven and a half, uh, minus one hundred five to the over, minus one eighteen to the under. I mean, yeah, that's. I feel like we we all took the under when we were doing our win totals pro uh, preview, if I remember correctly. So, not a lot of, of love that I'm going to give to to this team, and 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 as you said, Adam, and it really just starts with once. Um. Yeah, not much more to say. The only thing I would say, I think, is like I'm even lower than you guys. I think Ron Rivera has a tendency of like wearing out his welcome after a few years. Um, this team has gotten worse every single year since he's since his first year, um, where they overperformed. I think they've made some really bad draft decisions. Um, 
the roster's bad. Uh, Chase Young is not 100% yet. I don't know how much of a concern that is. The offensive line's terrible. Carson Wentz is awful. The fact that they made that trade for Carson Wentz is awful. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like Jahan Dotson. I think Jahan Dotson's actually like a really good player, but I don't really know how much he's going to be able to contribute in this offense. The defense was bad last year. Uh, I don't think they're going to take a step forward. I think that there's bad energy in the building between Carson Wentz and the whole way that fallout happened in Indianapolis. Jack Del Rio, say what you want about him, the the offseason stuff with the there has to be some locker room tension between him and, and the dust up, the dust up, uh, <laughs> just stuff like that. I feel like doesn't bode well for a team. And Ron Rivera is, you know, say what you want. I think Ron Rivera is a coordinator. I don't think Ron Rivera is a head coach. I don't think it's really worked out very well. I mean, he had that one run with Carolina, but uh, I think this is a guy who's probably going to be spending his last year as a head coach of the Washington football team this year. I think this is going to go really bad. Um, I, I like all three of the other teams in this division a lot better. Um, I think Carson Wentz is trash, and you can get this team at two to one on BetMGM to place fourth in the division. I don't know what Ron Rivera's odds are to be the first head coach fired, but I'd be interested in that. Um, I just don't like this team. I don't like anything about this team. They got blown out a couple times towards the end of last season as well. Um, yeah. But also, it will be interesting, Clep. You brought up uh, Sam Howell. Like, how long is the leash going to be on Wentz? Too. Like, yeah, I think Howell's going to start games. I think Howell's going to start games. Yeah. yeah, but like, don't you think like with the capital they gave up, like, don't you think the leash is going to be kind of long? Like, it's not like they just like flipped like a seven for Wentz. No, well, they open and, up against Jacksonville and at Detroit, so we'll see in week three, you yeah. know, how how long the leash is. Because what do you think? Well, all right, here's here's an interesting. I mean, what's what's their record after two weeks? Oh, and two. Wow. I I, I think this team is bad. I think they're yeah. bad, and I think it's going to go from bad to worse. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like it's 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 it, they're an interesting team. I think it's like I think there's no way they're two and zero. I'll say that there's no way they're two and zero after them. I think the I likelihood. Agree. I think it's one and one. I think it's. I think they're, the likelihood of them being two and zero is less than zero and two. I guess I mean Lee quickly. But I mean I don't want to spend too much more time on on that, but like there's obviously like high level talents on this roster, like with. The off with the defensive line, you know, William Jackson, Terry McLaurin. Is it kind of just like the how it's all pieced together and the fact that Wentz is the quarterback for the you? The defensive line didn't play well last year, really. Uh, the defense line, yeah. the defensive line, kind of fell but, apart without Chase Young. Um, yeah, but they played well in in twenty twenty. Yeah, they played really well in twenty twenty. So, but you know, I mean, yeah, it's twenty twenty two. It's twenty twenty two. Carson Wentz. I I can do a whole one-hour podcast on how much of an embarrassment the trade is for Carson Wentz and how much of an embarrassment yeah. his season was last year on the Indianapolis Colts. Like, it's a, his awesome. career is a joke at this point. Yeah. And yeah. there were clear, like, leadership issues with Carson Wentz. He's clearly kind of like a weird dude who – him and Frank Reich were like god buddies and they still couldn't figure it out. That's like a major problem. Uh, Frank Reich – Clearly, need- bottom bottom of the beer of the beer list. Yeah, Carson Frank Wentz. Reich clearly needed to like him and Chris Ballard sat down after the season. We're like, okay, we got to get rid of Wentz. This isn't working. There was those are smart guys. They know when something's not working. They know like wh- they're ready to admit that they were wrong. Uh, there's no excuse for the Colts not making the playoffs last year. It was an absolute joke and an embarrassment. Um, 
I'm yeah. just looking at Wentz's contract right now, and they have a the team has an out with no dead cap after this year. So I think that makes the leash on him. I might uh, go as sort. far as to say this could be a team that's drafting a quarterback like in the top five next year, like and completely kind of revamping stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it's just all ba- they need change needs to happen for this team like soon. Um, it's I just and, don't see this year going well. Well, and also too, like you saw Wentz struggle in Indianapolis last year with that offensive line, and now you're going to put him in front of this offensive line, and yeah. he's a guy who, you know, with pass rushing is like has a hard time recognizing the pass rush, and also just is prone to make really bad decisions. Um, I think so we'll yeah, see Sam that, Howell this year. I agree. I mean, the more we talk about it, the more that under seven and a half seems like a nice little bet. Mm. Mm. At yeah. minus one eighteen right now on Fox Bet. I'm not sure what it's like on. Our I own. like that. I mean, probably. I mean, it, it seems like we would probably put it at six or six and a half. So that's at least a win. Less, or a win off. Um. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, something we'll have to discuss further. Let's get to uh, the other part of the division. It's definitely kind of a tale of of two teams here. Um. I think you know we'll get to the rankings later, but I'd be pretty surprised if it wasn't some order of the Cowboys and Eagles at the top in the Giants and, and Commanders in the in the bottom two. Um, you know, we'll see what you guys say, but we'll go to the Eagles who who made the playoffs last year and I did not think highly of them last year. Made the playoffs, um, kind of got their pants, you know, kind of showed showed their uh, tidy whities on TV <laughs> there against the Bucks, but you know, it was a good it was a good season. It was a good season as a whole. Um, but probably like was one of those playoff teams that it was like, okay, we don't need a, a seven seed. We could have, we could have done without this. Um, but like, uh, you guys were saying before made a lot of, a lot of moves, uh, this off season, bringing in a guy like AJ Brown, uh, trading, you know, your first round pick and still being able to get a guy like Jordan Davis, um, you know, trading with the saints and getting capital for next year's draft. Um, you know, having a Nicobe Dean fall to you in the third round, taking that, that injury risk. Um, yeah, I think this is a really, really strong roster, and it's kind of up to Jalen Hurts to see, you know, can he develop his game further, or is he just what he was last year? Um, and if he was, if he just, you know, if he can't develop further, and obviously then he's just very limited as a passer, but very strong as a runner and can kind of run the offense to a, to a certain degree uh, as long as the system is, is correctly built around him and, you know, the offensive coordinator is calling the plays the right way. You know, he, he can win games in the NFL. There's, there's no doubt about that. It's just, I guess, a factor of, right, that, that ceiling. Um, you know, but overall, I think, too, it's been so long since the – Eagles had good off-the-ball linebackers, and bringing in a guy like Kaiser White, who who led the Chargers in tackles last year, um, again, drafting into Kobe Dean. The secondary is really good. They brought in Hassan Reddick, who's kind of had a career resurgence after struggling uh, with his first team in Arizona. There's a lot to like about this team. I mean, it seems like they have a good player at, at each position group. I mean, Dallas Goddard has kind of come on as one of the better tight ends in the NFL. Obviously, he's not at that elite level, but he's been – a really solid contributor. The running game was awesome last year. Um, you're bringing back Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell, and obviously Hurts is a big, big 
part of that running game. I, this is one of the more, you know, I don't know. Again, we talk about ceilings and floors. You know, who knows? It's kind of up to Hurts where, where this team can ultimately get to. But, I mean, this is one of the better rosters in the league in terms of, you know, all-around talent. I didn't even really, you know, touch on the offensive line either. Yeah, this is a great roster. Um, I think Nick Sirianni proved that he's not like a total boob last year. I mean, we'll see what happens in year two, but I think he's got one of the best pair of young coordinators in the NFL between Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon. I think both of these guys are probably guys who are going to get opportunities to be head coaches within the next three to five years, um, maybe even less. I think this is one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. It has been for the past couple of years. Bringing in A.J. Brown, I think, was a phenomenal move in, in order to let Devonta Smith kind of be that 1A, 1B receiver um, and kind of work his way into his career. I think that that one-two punch is going to be awesome. Um, the running back room is solid, you know, uh, especially when you have Jalen Hurts to boot. It makes life a lot easier for those guys. And then defensively, like you said, Clep, I mean, they've got a good player at every position. I love the signing of Kaiser White. I thought he was a really good player last year. Um the inside of their defensive line, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Milton Williams, and Jordan Davis. I think that rotation is uh, like all the Eagles' ethos is the rotation of defensive linemen that they have. That's kind of the Super Bowl year. That's what they had, and they've got that again this year, it seems. Um, a name I want to just shout out is Britton Covey, receiver from Utah. I think he's, he's undrafted free agent. I think he'll end up making the roster. Um, he could be a surprise guy because – I'm not seeing a clear number three receiver behind Smith and Brown. I mean, Quez Watkins, Zach Pascal, Jalen Rager, Greg Ward are all guys that have, you know, they're, they're kind of average, mediocre players. I, I think that a guy like Britton Covey can maybe surprise you and come out as the, maybe the fourth pass-catching option on this team. But um, I don't know, man. I, I don't think Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback. I don't think he has the capacity to be a great quarterback in the NFL as a passer. I think he has a tendency to throw to the middle of the field too much. I don't know if A.J. Brown's skills are going to be utilized to the extent that they should. I don't know if Devonta Smith's skills are going to be utilized to the extent that they should, and I think that this is kind of ultimately going to be a little bit of a one-dimensional team like they were last year. They're going to do the running thing and do it really well and pass to the middle of the field really well. But um, when you start to schematically make Jalen Hurts do things he's not good at doing, uh, the percent chance of you winning the game goes up exponentially and I think that the Eagles are going to be again not dissimilar from last year a team that kind of feasts on the teams they should beat and loses to the teams that are better than them and that's um, not a great recipe for success with the roster that they have and you know what I guess I guess I've been wrong about Jalen Hurts I didn't think that he was a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL I think he's proven that he's like a starting caliber quarterback I just don't really know if he's a guy you want to build your franchise around um, and I guess this year is this year is definitely going to prove whether or not he's he's that guy because if you get a quarterback who can really spread it out with this offense, I think that this is a Super Bowl caliber team. Um, and if he proves that he can do that, I think the sky is the limit for the Eagles. Yeah, I I'm pretty much lockstep with Lee. Um, I think that uh, if you're buying into the Eagles this year, you think that Jalen Hurts is going to take. Um, some sort of leap, but I think what we saw in that playoff game against Tampa Bay is kind of the recipe against the Eagles. Even though that they're a much better team, I just want to shout out Hire Roseman as well. Like 
he might be the best general manager in the NFL right now. I think what he's done with this roster, what he's done with draft capital, uh, has just been a masterclass, and I want to give him uh, credit for that. I want to give credit to uh, Nick Sirianni for, as Lee said, proving to himself that he's not a boob. I think that's worth mentioning. I, I think he's probably he's probably a good head coach. Um, but yeah, like like we saw in Tampa Bay uh, in the playoff game, uh, Tampa can shut down the run as a team that can shut down the run, and they literally gave Jalen Hurts the option to beat them with his arm, and he couldn't do it, and they lost by 20, you know, three touchdowns or four touchdowns, whatever it was. And I have a hard time seeing Jalen Hurts make a leap where that will not be the case anymore, despite the fact that they got A.J. Brown, who can thrive on a, as a, uh, with yards after the catch, can thrive kind of with a quarterback who isn't uh, traditional, I guess you could say like Hertz is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can wax poetic like you guys about the roster. The offensive line might be the best offensive line in the NFL. I think you can make an argument. Jordan Mailata is, you know, one of the better tackles in the NFL and has been another steal as a seventh-round pick for, for Roseman. Their receiving core, just the big three of A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, and Dallas Goddard, I think is awesome. Um, Lee shouted out Brendan Covey. I'm going to shout out uh, my guy Kennedy Brooks, undrafted. Uh, running back, I think he's going to make the roster. Would not be surprised if he's he's uh, you know finds himself in that mix between Miles Sanders and, and Kenneth Gainwell uh, by a year's end. And you guys talked about the defense. I mean, the defense is good. They brought in James Bradbury too. Um, Darius Slay had a pretty good resurgent year last year, getting to Kobe Dean, Jordan Davis. I mean, the roster stacked, man. Unbelievable roster. Really good roster. Um, and I think Lee kind of you brought up a good point about. Um, Last year, uh, they beat the teams that they were supposed to beat, and they and they struggled against teams that they were worse than. And I think I'm looking at their schedule right now. I mean, last year they played a pretty cake schedule. Um, as a yeah, I was looking at that too, Tommy. I think the only team they beat who had a winning record at the end of the year was the Saints, who yep. were nine and eight. Yep. And you know, looking at their schedule now, they're playing a second place schedule. Obviously, uh, you know, out of out of division, you got you know the Lions, the Vikings, the Jaguars, Cardinals, Steelers. Um, Texans, Commanders, Colts, Packers, uh, Titans, uh, Bears, and, and Saints. So again, not not a super tough schedule, but there's obviously some teams on there that are, are tough and are going to be teams that are in kind of the same realm uh, on the margins of, of both sides of them. So I'm, I'm down on the Eagles this year. Um, I think this is a, a bit of a fade here on the Eagles. Um, the conference is so weak. Uh, and the division potentially could be weak if the Giants or to a lesser uh, lesser conference, all of us, the, the commanders are able to make a push. The Eagles probably should find themselves in the hunt when um, December comes around, but we're looking at a win total, 9.5, over minus 125, under even. Seems high to me, um, but then again, you know, the roster is really good, and this is a team that, won games in the regular season last year. Um, so ultimately, I'm, I'm, if the Eagles do prove me wrong and are able to kind of make a push to the playoffs, they, they for sure will be a fade for me in January. But overall, I'm, I'm pretty pessimistic on the Eagles' chances um, going into this year just because I think their ceiling is pretty low with Jalen Hurts. 
Lee, any uh, quick comments on Carson Strong before we get to the Cowboys? Yeah, I love Carson Strong. I'm really happy that he landed in Philadelphia. Actually, not not even trying to be funny. Um, I think it's a, I think it's probably the best landing spot in the NFL for him as an undrafted free agent. Just being able to sit there and back up uh, Minshew and Hurts. The reports, early early reports in the spring, were that he looked pretty good. I mean, Sirianni said he he was impressed with his way that he had, uh, learned the playbook so quickly, which is great to hear. Uh, but at the end of the day, he's an undrafted free agent, and you just got to put one foot yeah. in front of the other and make the team. I will say this is my favorite duo of backups in the NFL by a, by a long shot <laughs> between Minshew and Strong. Um, God forbid Hurts gets hurt. I think either of those guys would be equipped to kind of take the reins and um, at least drive the bus until he got healthy. Um, so, yeah. It'll definitely uh, be tuned in to some of those Eagles preseason games. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, it's on to the Cowboys. Uh, Tommy, well, of course, you know, this is your team. would love to uh, let you take the reins set up this conversation. Yeah, um, Cowboys coming off the uh, division championship. Uh, I think no team has won the division twice in a row since, like, 2005 or something like that. It's, uh, it's which, you know, doesn't bode well for them repeating uh, due to the trends, but... I think the Cowboys, I mean, I think we talked about it a good amount throughout the offseason, especially in the win total pod. Um, by the way, the Cowboys are currently sitting with a win total of 10.5, so highest in the division, over plus 105, under minus 133. And we talk. I mean, the theme with the Cowboys this whole offseason has been what they've lost. They lost Lyle Collins, they lost Amari Cooper, um, they lost Randy Gregory, um, who were all three impact. Uh, starters for this team um, and you now have CD Lamb stepping into the number one role which I expect him to thrive in I think CD Lamb is a stud I think he's kind of fallen short of expectations maybe to a certain extent just because of he was put on such a prolific offense um, but I do think this year is going to be a breakout year for CD Lamb not that he hasn't been a really good player so far but I think this is going to be a year where you know, I don't think it's crazy for him to lead the league in uh, receiving. I don't think it's crazy for him to just kind of have that coming out part of year when he's the focal point on this offense. Uh, Jalen Tolbert was my number nine receiver, if I remember correctly, nine or ten. I was a big fan of him. Uh, a little bit older player, but is a kind of NFL-ready player after being uh, pretty dominant at, uh, uh, where do you go to school? South Alabama. South Alabama, thank you, Lee, uh, over the past two years. Michael Gallup, obviously, is a good player who's uh, you know, starting off on the pup, but when he gets healthy, I mean, there's a lot to get excited about with this uh, receiving core. Dalton Schultz also had a breakout year last year. Um, have no interest in paying him. Uh, they, they drafted, I believe, his what I believe is going to be his replacement in Jake Ferguson, who's a player I liked coming out of Wisconsin. And drafting Tyler Smith in the first round, uh, looks like he slotted in at left guard. Um, was a player that a lot of people were high on. I'm not going to act like I, I cut the tape hard on Tyler Smith, but outside of you know Terrence Steele at right tackle, who has performed admirably when he's had to come in, I mean, the offensive line isn't as good as it once was. They also lost Connor Williams, too, and Cedric Wilson. There's another two guys on offense that I forgot to mention they lost. So the team, you know, I think is going to have a little bit more of an uphill climb, but I still think with this division, um, you know, this is a team that, I would be shocked if they finish worse than, than second. I still think the offense is in a really good position. I think Dak is still comfortably a, a 12 to 10 quarterback. He has yet to show me that he's uh, an elite talent, but I do think that you know a big 
big discussion point for for our podcast back in the day. We're going back a couple of years now. Was Dak getting a contract? Dak getting resigned? I think obviously, you know, he's he deserves to be paid as one of the higher played paid players uh, in the quarterback market. Um, you know, obviously, I, I think they got a, a good running back uh, duo in Pollard and, and Zeke. I, I think Tony Pollard is is better, obviously, and they're not going to play him. They're not, I mean, they're not going to start him. They're still going to have to give Zeke a lion's share of the touches uh, due to his contract, but it would be nice for them to – I've seen some rumors of them getting kind of creative and using Pollard more as a slot receiver to kind of uh, supplement for the losses they've taken with both Wilson and uh, Cooper. So I think – them just trying to get a little bit more creative on, on offense and you know having some adversity with what they've lost uh, could be could be good for for Kellen Moore who's a talented offensive coordinator uh, to kind of get some get some things going with with what they've got on this roster and then on defense um, it's I mean the biggest thing about defense is Dan Quinn coming back uh, I think the defense was overrated last year they will. They're one of these teams, much like the Bears in 2019, whatever it was. Every year there's a defense that kind of overperforms and has a lot of turnovers. Uh, and turnover regression is something that a lot of people talk about and is probably going to hit the Cowboys this year and should hit the Cowboys. It's just not likely that Trayvon Diggs is going to have as many interceptions as he did and, and this team is going to be quite the takeaway beast as they, that they were last year. But there's still a lot to be excited about. I mean, you lose Randy Gregory, but Micah Parsons has showed last year that he is in the conversation for being one of the best defensive players in the league, and I still think DeMarcus Lawrence is a really good player. Um, and, you know, I mean, Diggs, for what it's worth, is not an elite corner by any means, but he's a good corner. He's better than I thought he was coming out of Alabama. Um, how much of my evaluation of him was the fact that he got absolutely dunked on by Jamar Chase is, you know, I'm going to have to reevaluate that going forward, how much I, I put weight into elite receiver prospects uh, destroying corners so overall I think the team is worse on paper but I still think this is the best team in the division for my money um, I still think that uh, it's going to be hard for them to be especially with what I just said about Philadelphia um, it's going to take a pretty remarkable climb from either Philadelphia or the Giants in my opinion or fall for the Cowboys for for the for Philly or the Giants uh, to, to unseat uh, this team at the top of the division. So I think the team is worse this year, but overall I think they should win the division. And <laughs> this is uh, this is fun for me, I guess, because it's like I get what you're saying. The Cowboys should should be competing for the division. They should be winning the division. But um, it's just funny to me that Jerry Jones – like this is not a Super Bowl roster. I'm positive this team can't win a Super Bowl. I would be so surprised if they won a playoff game. I don't doubt they can make the playoffs. But it's just like – it's the definition of insanity. Um, Mike McCarthy's not a good coach. He's average. He's in the Cliff Kingsbury category of coach. Um you're, wor- you're going to be worse on defense because, like Tommy eloquently said, turnover regression. You obviously lost Randy Gregory. You're going to be worse on defense. Your receiving group is worse. Your offensive line is worse. And your quarterback is still Dak Prescott, who, like Tommy said, is 10-12. to 12. So, sure, you can win a division with Philadelphia, the Giants, and Washington in it, but you're not going to do anything more than that. Your team's not that good. You're relying on Micah Parsons, essentially, to 
be a superstar in order to hold your defense together. Um, it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating to see the Cowboys come back with this roster this year and expect that you see Jerry Jones in Oxnard, California, talking about if I didn't think we can win the Super Bowl, I would. Dude, you're you're not even close to winning the Super Bowl. You're not even close. This is not even a team that can come close to winning the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know. I don't have much more to say. Ezekiel Elliott is a bum. Tommy's right, finally. I can agree with him for the first year. Tony Pollard is better than Ezekiel Elliott. Um, CeeDee Lamb, you know, I'm probably the biggest CeeDee Lamb hater on the podcast. I think he's really good. I, I, I don't think he's a superstar. I think that Amari Cooper was underrated. His availability was a huge issue, but I think that this receiving group is going to have some trouble this year that they haven't had in years past. And I don't think Dak is elite. And that's kind of what my handicap of this team comes down to. Um, I think this is the definition of insanity. I think they're trying the same thing over and over and over and over again and expecting a different result. And I don't think they're going to get a different result. And um, to me, it, it just is kind of an outline of why the Jones family isn't necessarily very great at running this football team and why they haven't won or come close to winning a Super Bowl in our lifetime. And they probably won't in his life, the rest of his lifetime, because they're not very good at running a team. Um, I think that's I think that's objectionable. I think the Cowboys have been one of the better drafting teams for what it's worth. I'm not going to say oh, as long as long as as long as I've been a fan of football, the Cowboys have been overrated eighty percent of the years. That is that is I've true. That is true. So that is true. I think this is another year where they're overrated, and I think it's another year that you can file away as the Cowboys coming close to. Not even coming close. Like I think they have a chance of making the playoffs. We'll see where I rank them in the division, but I do not think this team is better than the Philadelphia Eagles. It's, they're not even close to better than them on paper. Dak is for sure better than Hurts, but I think the Eagles are better literally everywhere else except for like middle linebacker. Yeah, that's what I was gonna like say. You know where I guess if 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 we can if I can be so bold as to say we think these teams will finish one in some order of one two in the division. Like, where is the line between the fact that the Eagles roster got better this offseason and the Cowboys roster got worse and, like, the skill level of Dak Prescott versus Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I mean, Dak's a lot better than Jalen Hurts. I'll I'll say that. Like, Dak is a lot more, has a lot more capability, but... Like I said, like the like if if Dak was on the Eagles, we'd be saying maybe NFC Championship. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. If Jalen Hurts was on the Cowboys, they're not a playoff team. I don't think. Yeah. 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 You know. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's a like I think. I think Jalen Hurts lowers the Eagles' ceiling, and Dak Prescott. When when when's the first Eagles Cowboys game? Week six. Sunday night. That'll be a fun one. That'll be a really fun game. It will be. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I just don't really fear the Eagles that much because of Hurts. And I think Hurts with another year of tape out on them. Um, I, I don't know. Like, it's kind of the same. Honestly, it's almost like the same handicap that I had last year. Like, obviously, the Cowboys are worse, but the Cowboys' defense, I wasn't expecting. I was expecting them to have, like, maybe a slight bump from Dan Quinn, but they way overperformed expectations last year. And, I mean, this is a team that has been a top high-scoring offense uh, for, you know, as long as Kellen Moore has been there. I think they were, like, the number one scoring offense in the league 
last year, at least top three, like they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. They're going to be, uh, and you know, that increases the variance and that increases the, you know, a lot of the amount of coin flip games that you're playing in, I guess. But I don't know. I, um, like, I think the Cowboys, the Cowboys offense, I think is going to be fine. It's just about like how much worse is the defense and how much does that matter? I guess. I think I would push back a little. I don't bit know. I don't think the offense. The Cowboys' be offense will be. Michael they'll, they'll Gallup be is starting on the I mean, puck. Michael for the Gallup starting. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I. I sorry, I muted myself. The, the only thing that's making. Uh, I, I. I would. I would push back on that too, Tommy. Like, I mean, Michael Gallup starting the year on the puck. He tore his ACL. Like at the end of last year, and he was injured all of last year. You could be like, starting week one with either James Washington or Jalen Tolbert as your number two receiver. Yeah. And CeeDee Lamb's going to get doubled, which is something that. And if you're in the offensive line is worse, we're saying Ezekiel Elliott isn't what he used to be at all. Yeah, but Ezekiel Elliott hasn't been good since they drafted Tony Pollard. He's, Ezekiel Elliott hasn't been good for three years. He's been, he's been, yeah, he, he, he hasn't played up to the contract. I think last year was the first year that, like, it was really plain to see that he hasn't been as good. Um, you know, I think that, I don't know, I just, I think that there's, I think you're maybe, I don't know, I don't think the, the offense, I think there's a chance the offense is, even if everyone stays healthy, I think it, it could be worse. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, even if it's worse, I have a hard time seeing them not be, like, a top five offense. Because I think I, I, yeah. I think that's like a top ridiculous five? thing to say. Yeah. Well, they've top been a top. Five, five, they've been a top five offense for the past three years, or whatever. And Amari Cooper is has not been available for a lot of that time. Like, I think a lot of it has to do with this. Like, they just have produced offense. Now, the offensive line, yeah. Like, I just like offense is just what they do down in Dallas. So, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe. Maybe I'm 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 blind, but if the offense like takes that much of a fall, then the team is like an eight-win team. Yeah, S- seven to nine wins, and the Giants can win the division, and the Eagles surely can win the division. I don't know. Part of what I think gives the Cowboys a high floor is the fact that I don't think the offense is really going to fall off that much because of the Dak more. Combination because I think CeeDee Lamb is a number one and an elite talent. And obviously it's like Gallup is big. Gallup needs to be healthy. But, like, if Gallup's healthy and you have CeeDee Lamb, Gallup, and Jalen Tolbert, and then Dalton Schultz, like, I think that's pretty pretty darn good. Let's rank them. All right. Um, I'm going to put the Eagles first, man. Uh, I just think the roster is really, really good. Yeah. Like, I think the roster as a whole is, like, re- like one of the better ones in the NFL. And, you know, I think, obviously, like, Jalen Hurts is limited. But with that said, like, he is also one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the NFL. So he has, like, attributes that it's it's not like he, you know, is, is a Jimmy G, I think. Like, in, in that sense. Like, you can maybe say... Who knows? Maybe you would like rank Jimmy G and Jalen Hurts accordingly, but um, you know he has um, top. You know he has ability that other quarterbacks don't have, which I think you know still counts for something. Um, although, like you said, Lee, if the defense game plans you know properly and forces him to play as a pocket quarterback, 
um, then you're going to run into trouble. But at the same time, I think with offensive line being what it is, the running backs being what they are, you know, adding a guy like AJ Brown, who, you know, he can do more than not, obviously not that you're going to be running like end arounds or whatever, but he, he's a guy that isn't necessarily just like, you know, throw him on the outside and like, you know, maybe he gets like eight targets a game. Right. I mean, you can put him in the slot, you can, you know, get creative, you can throw screens, like all that kind of stuff. So I just think the roster is ultimately too good to, to fail. And I am willing to take the licks with, with Hertz uh, along the way. I th- it's kind of like, a, it, they're kind of like the Ravens in some sense, where I feel like, you know, over the course of the regular season, they're going to be a really good team and probably win more games than they lose. And then when you get to the playoffs and it's one off, you know, it's, it's a win and win and win in advance, survive in advance. That's when you run into issues having a quarterback like a Jalen Hurts. But over the course of 17 games with that roster, you know, with what Jalen Hurts showed he could do last year, I think this team wins the division. So I'll put them first. I'll put the the Cowboys second. Um, I'm going to put the the Commanders third in the Giants fourth, I guess. But I'm I'm not high on either of those teams. Yeah. I think the Commanders have have better players than the Giants do at this point. So I'm not like supremely confident that the Eagles are going to win the division, but I'm going to pick them too because I think they like deserve to be picked more than the Cowboys do, and I kind of have more faith in their roster, like Klepp said. I still think Jalen Hurts is probably going to get in, end up getting in the way, but I, I do think that they have a Ravens-type feel to them, and I'll, I'll go out and say it. I know Sirianni is not like proven yet, um, but between uh, Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen, who's been, it's almost like a joke now, I bring up Shane Steichen all the time, he's been my guy for a while. I like the Eagles uh, coaching staff like a lot more than the Cowboys. I really don't like Mike McCarthy. I think it's like a tired old trick, um, him coaching. Um, I think he should be yelling at referees at his son's high school game instead. Um, yeah, I'm going to pick the Eagles first, uh, the Cowboys second, the Giants third, and the Commanders fourth. I... Uh, I, I think the Cowboys should expect to win the division, but I think the Eagles are better than they were last year, and they surprised me last year. So I'm gonna I'm gonna expect them to improve more so than the Cowboys. Yeah, I think I mean I can't I can't really like I'm not gonna go to bat for the Cowboys here, but I do think we're gonna get the first back-to-back uh, champion in however many years it is. I'm gonna take the Cowboys to win the division uh, because of the ceiling. I think the ceiling is is higher than the Eagles when you factor in my evaluation in Jalen Hurts. Uh, I'll put the Eagles uh, second, Giants third, um, and Commanders fourth. Sweet. <laughs>